battling condensation. This has come up quite a bit, right? Battling condensation. Before we jump to any conclusions like, oh, I need a moisture control system or something, right? Uh, we need to check a few common sense, like common sense checks, right? Number one, what's the number one thing we need to check? Nope. I would just go with all the four questions, right? Number one is all the four questions, recheck, okay? Okay, does that make sense? So that includes drone read calibration. Uh, Chris says, you're pretty well calibrated and bag is airtight. So uh, I would challenge you, if you think you're pretty well calibrated, I would challenge you to properly calibrate. So correct calibration means you're calibrated. Um, I remember Beth struggled with this for years, not years, long time though. She got really mad. Remember the old days, Beth? She got really mad and I said, I bet you 50 bucks you're not calibrated. And sure enough, we, you know, we went through the process again more carefully and uh, she was able to close all of her drone reads down fairly significantly, right? So uh, I challenge that to you, Chris, I bet you 50 bucks. Uh, your drone reads aren't calibrated. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But uh, I challenge you to try to get even more astute with that. And don't forget about the other questions. The bag needs to be 100% airtight. The joints have to be 100% airtight. And the reed seats have to be 100% airtight as well. Make sure you recheck those. Okay. Now, the, num the number two thing that you need to check is what? What's the number two thing? Once we've done the four questions, another common sense check would be what? This is, this is a mistake that a lot of people overlook. So Chris, maybe you're good with the four questions. What's the next thing that could cause a lot of condensation that we need to make sure we are uh, aware of? And you can't drink too much water. Just kidding. That's not what it is. No, this is good. I think this is an annoying issue for everyone. Chant to read too hard. Um, that's not what I was thinking of. But yeah, if your chant to read is really hard and you have to blow a ton of air through your instrument in order to operate it, that could cause condensation. Let's pretend that's not the case because we should all be selecting reads that are maybe slightly difficult to play, but they should never be really hard such that you're struggling. What's the second thing, the big issue? The big issue is environment too cold. And then or, okay? So the environment too cold can cause this and does cause this, right? So what temperature is the air that leaves our lungs? Let's keep the math simple and call it 100 degrees, okay? 100 degrees, what, uh, humidi what humidity is the air that leaves our lungs? 100%, right? 
So the air that leaves our lungs is 100% humidity and it's very hot, all right? So if our bagpipe is too cold or if the environment is cold or if we stored our bagpipes in an environment that's too cold, so actually the wood is still quite cold on the pipes, let's say, we are going to, we're going to quickly and efficiently develop condensation on the reeds. Okay? I'm in New York too, Chris, and it's quite cold here currently, overnight. Um, just naturally ambient, right? Like the ambient sort of temperature is much colder and less humid than it has been. So some condensation, you know, could creep in as a result. All right. So where I'm going with that is you got to consider all of those things, right? The, it, the outside air, the temperature of the wood, of the pipes, all these things um, can cause a condensation. And the condensation is going to form right away. It's not going to form later on, right? What happens when you take a glass of ice water and you bring it outside into 100 degree heat, 100% humidity? What's going to happen almost immediately? This is the point I want to make, right? What's going to happen almost immediately as the outside of the glass sweats? It's called condensation, right? So how do you combat that? Great question. The answer is it can be a little tricky, but we want to make sure that we give our, our pipes a chance to acclimatize uh, and that we, we're practicing in an, in an environment that's not too cold. So I recommend definitely over 70 degrees is the environment that we should be practicing in. How do you measure that? Um, you probably can't see, but I've got a whole bunch of those little hygrometers. Uh, and there's a couple in my pipe case. There's one on the wall. So right now it's 59% humidity and 72 degrees Fahrenheit. So it would be pretty good playing conditions in here right now. Um, but what you want to do is you want to find a spot where you play that, uh, you know, that helps you mitigate that issue. Okay. Now, Chris, when you see moisture on your reeds, is it a ton of moisture after 10 minutes or is it just a, a tiny glaze? Because a tiny glaze is probably okay, especially if it's just in, yeah, after 10 minutes, not too bad, right? So especially if it's just in the first 10 minutes, um, a tiny glaze is probably okay. And it's probably going to evaporate back off the reeds once things get a chance to acclimatize a little bit. Yep. So you have to be aware of that outside environment and use common sense. All right. So uh, the other thing you could try is there's a couple things you could try, Chris, is uh, switching to a hide bag would help, right? Because a hide bag just kind of uh, naturally breathes better than the bannetine. Um, that would help. That's what I would do. I wouldn't play a bannetine because it does tend to, you know, um, cause more condensation. I don't know the science behind that. It just does. Um, and then uh, the other thing you could try is changing your um, – changing your acclimatization process. So maybe 10 minutes is too long. So maybe do five minutes on, five minutes off, five minutes on, 
five minutes off, something like that. Hybrid bags are not any better at handling the moisture, I don't think. Yeah. And then if you're an advanced player, cane reeds are amazing. They handle, the, they handle moisture really, really well. Problem is, with the cane is they handle dryness very, very poorly, right? So, um, so those, are the, those are the things I would recommend. The problem with moisture control systems like canisters and anything that uses a desiccant, um, and then Chris, you could even try yanking that uh, water trap out of your bag and see if that helps. You might be surprised to find that uh, water traps sometimes increase condensation on the drone reeds. You would try it. I'm not guaranteeing anything, but uh, I don't think everyone in Field Marshall Montgomery uses a water trap. I know some people in Inverary don't use one. You just have to try it. It's like a big science experiment. And I think for different people, maybe the results of the experiment are slightly different. Um, but in the end of the day, I, I, would, I would think that, um, you know, the same basic things are going to ring true. Uh, here's, a, here's a couple of things I know. I don't think Carl has class today, right? So I'm not chewing over his time, am I? Checking. No class. Okay, cool. So uh, I'll just, uh, uh, it's okay to run over a couple minutes. Here's one thing I know for sure. When I played an SFU uh, from 2002 to 2007, we won the piping at the Worlds five out of the six years I played in the band. Okay, so the point I'm trying to make is it was an excellent band and I was playing at a high level. <laughs> I want to make that point. But I was known like Jack Lee and Terry Lee told me I was a super wet blower. Okay. Now, in the past four years, I've played with Inverary at the Worlds. We've won the piping at the Worlds or split it with FM uh, several of those times. Right. Point being, I'm still at the top level of playing. I haven't had a drop of moisture on any of my reeds more than once or twice the entire time I've played in the band. So what's the deal? The, po the point is there's no such thing as a wet blower, right? And the only thing that's really changed is uh, how I approach the instrument. Uh, another thing you could consider is how have I stored the instrument? Uh, Chris, here's another question. Do you leave your pipe case open or closed overnight? Open or closed? Chris, are you still here? Yeah. Open or closed overnight? So do you leave your pipe case open or closed when you're done playing? Okay, there's your problem right there. Open it up. And then... When you store your pipes, what is the relative humidity in the space that you store your pipes? I can tell you right now, mine's 59%. Not sure. Yeah, so grab a little hygrometer. They're on Amazon for like five bucks. 
hygrometer, Amazon. The one, the one that I use is $10. Oh, is this two? Oh yeah, two for, this is the one that I use. I don't know if it's one or if it's two. Um, but what I have is I have a, a whole bunch of them, uh, but I, I have one in my playing room and one in my pipe case for sure at all times. That's right, Chris, that's fine. So make sure where you're storing your pipes is not too dry. Your wood's not gonna split uh, as long as the ambient humidity is above, say, 20%. Your wood will also split if it gets too wet. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so try leaving the pipe case open and see, see if that buys you a bit more time. What I wanna do is, when I store my pipes, now I play a hide bag, so it's a lot more relevant with a hide bag than it is with a banatine, but uh, I store my pipes in you know, somewhere close to 70 degrees and somewhere between 40 and 60% humidity. If I do that, and with my pipe case open, if I do that, my pipes are stable and ready to go the next day. If it's more or less than that, I run into a lot of, a lot of problems. When, you, um, when it's super dry, well, never mind. We, don't, we won't get into that. It's time to wrap this up. The last thing I would say is, if you overplay, if you overplayed yesterday, your pipes will be wet today. So try never to play for more than 40 minutes in a day. Okay, and I mean 40 minutes of playing time. Very few of us can play our pipes for 40 minutes without stopping. I mean, I can do it when, I'm, when I am preparing for solos, that's what I do. Um, usually I, I am using a moisture control, like professional level setup there, uh, but that's a whole different ball of wax, right? So, but uh, a standard player should never play for more than 40 minutes a day. If you do that, you're gonna have tons of moisture control issues, right? 40 minutes of playtime per day should be the absolute cutoff. And optimal, I think the ideal number of minutes per day is 20. If you can actually put 20 minutes of time on your pipes every single day, you're gonna be a happy camper every single day. You can get away with 10. 10 to 20 is ideal. For, you know, anything above 20, you're pushing it. Okay, anyway. Good session, I'm glad we got, covered some good topics. Hey everybody, Andrew Douglas here from the Piper's Dojo, and I just want to say thanks so much for listening to today's iteration of the podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard here today, it would be super helpful to us and to a lot of bagpipers out there trying to find us. If you could give us a top-notch review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, particularly Apple, iTunes, and Spotify, and things like that, your review would be really, really helpful. So if you have a moment today, definitely go over there and help us out. Other than that, until we meet again on the podcast or somewhere else, thanks again for listening.